This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Well, good morning, Ark Church. Oh, come on, y'all can do better than that. Good morning, Ark Church. How are we doing this morning? It is such a privilege and honor to, to be able to uh, speak and share with you this morning. And uh, how many of you guys know that we have the best pastors in the world, Pastor Allen and Miss Joy? They are such good people. Hey, so if I asked you this question, if I asked you, if, if someone came to you and, and said they wanted to do a movie based upon your life over the last 11 months, how many of you would say, my life fits in this category? So how many of you would say, my life the last 11 months has been a comedy? Anybody? No? How many of you would say the last 11 months has been a big drama for me? No, a little bit more. How many of you would believe or would say it was more like a thriller, you know, more like Jason Bourne, you know? No? How many of you would say it was like a big, huge horror film? Anybody? Yeah, I think all of us can find a category that we can fit in, right? But here's the thing. In spite of all of that, no matter what category your life fell in, God is still God. And he's still faithful, amen? Oh, man, I think I'm going to have to help you all this morning. God is still God and he's still faithful, guys. Isn't that right? We, we've got to know that in spite of what we may be dealing with today, in spite of what may have gone on in the last 11 months, that my best days are ahead of me. You know, I, I believe this morning God, God has really laid on my heart to encourage you in this. In spite of what you're dealing with, remain hopeful. Stay hopeful. Know that God's going to turn your situation around. Know that what you're experiencing today, it's temporary. You see, we still have a promise in the scriptures. The Bible tells us many are the afflictions of the righteous. I look around and I see the righteous. It says many, but it doesn't stop there. It says the Lord will deliver them from them all. So it doesn't matter if you're dealing with a job loss, relationship issues, financial issues, sickness in your body. God will deliver you from whatever it is that you're dealing with. So stay hopeful. You know, I, I, you, may, you may hear all this and you may say, that's all fine and dandy. Yeah, rah, rah, whatever. But I don't even know where to start, Derek. Can I tell you this morning? You start with the word of God. This is where you start. There's a scripture that, that tells us, encourages us in, in Romans. It says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. It was written to teach us. So, guys, we're not in the dark. God's given us something to teach us how to navigate this season that we may be in. It goes on to say, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. The answer to what we're dealing with in life is contained in the word of God. And if we'll put the word of God in its rightful place in each of our lives, God will turn every situation around. Can I tell you, there is nothing too difficult for the Lord. All right, I'm gonna talk to these people, y'all hold on. There is nothing too difficult for the Lord, right? Y'all kind of weak. Um, there is nothing too difficult for the Lord, right? There we go. You've got to know that no matter what it is you're dealing with, God can come and lift you up out of it and put you in a better place. You've got to know that what you're dealing with today, it's temporary. God's going to do some great and mighty things in the days ahead. He will do that. But you've got to stay hopeful, guys. It starts with the word of God. 
You know, I have the, the opportunity to teach in a class with Miss Joy and Miss Janet Hestelo in, in healing class. And one of the things that we've done in there, Pastor, Alice, Pastor Allen has helped us. We've created this, this confession, this declaration that we do each and every week. Why? Not because it's a great way to start the, the, the class off, but it's a great way and a great reminder to get on the inside of you what the word's going to do when you start making it a priority in your life. And it goes like this. We say it. We say, this is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. So because we're all family here and I, and, and I don't get an opportunity a lot to be in front of you, I'm going to ask you to, let's make that confession today as a family. You may not have a Bible this morning. I'm going to ask you to hold your hand up in faith because what we're going to do is we're going to speak to our situations and we're going to tell it what the word of God is going to do in our life. Is that fair? All right, so let's raise our hands in faith today. Come on, church. And I want you to say it so loud that they, they can hear us outside this, this building today, okay? So repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. Okay, so, yeah. So I'm a huge Cowboys fan. I'm a huge Cowboys fan. But, but we, we just sounded like how they're playing right now. Okay? So right now, our, our situations are beating us right now, guys. Come on. Let, let's say it like, like we're victorious this morning. Come on, let's say it again. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. There you go. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. And I love to read my Bible. Let's say it one more time. Say, this is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me, and I love to read my Bible. Why is that important? Because when you get that deep down on the inside of you, there is nothing that can keep the power of God from working and operating in your life. Nothing. Nothing. God wants to take your situation and turn it around, but it starts with you. It starts with me. We've got to get this word and allow it to teach us in how we are to respond and how we are to endure so that hope develops on the inside of us and God can begin to move in our life. You know, I, I think back to, to my own life and, and 2002 was a very rough time for me and my family. We lived in San Antonio at the time. I've told this testimony before. And, you know, we had gotten to a point where we lost everything, lost our home, lost everything. I still remember the day I was at work and my wife called me crying because there were people in front of our house taking photos. They had put some things on our doors. It was, it was just very bad all around. We lost our home and we ended up in the bad part of the city. And when I say bad part, I mean bad part. Because the main head, most wanted drug dealer in the area ended up being the person that we shared a wall with. We lived in the duplex. So we lived on one side and he and his family lived on the other side. I can tell you there were times when my wife would call me at work and she would call me and tell me that, Derek, there are police officers surrounding our duplex with guns drawn waiting for the man to come out. We came home from church one day to police officers on our street in front of our duplex. The man's wife was face down on the ground. Why? Because she was wanted in Ohio for murder. We're sharing a wall with these people. Not only that, but every night we went to bed, not to soft music, not to pleasantries. We went to bed with the sound of rats running around in our kitchen. And I'm talking wood rats. I'm not talking about Mickey Mouse cutie. I'm talking stand up on two feet, open your refrigerator, and take out what they want kind of rats. 
wasn't pleasant. I, I had three babies. I, I, you know, I got three little kids, and we have scorpions and, and, and spiders on the floor. And, and the capper for, for me here was this. I woke up one morning, and there was a snake coiled up in my closet on top of my shoes like I was imposing upon him. You know, it was like he, he looked at me like, I, like he belonged there, and I didn't. You know, it was, it was very crazy. And so what did Derek do? Derek, for the first several months, murmured, complained, and cried. Murmured, complained, and cried. Murmured, complained, and cried. And who in here believes my murmuring, complaining, and crying moved the hand of God? Nothing happened. In fact, the only thing that happened was I got angrier and angrier. And then one day, I don't know what happened, but one day I opened the Word. And I began to read the Word. And the Word began to teach me. And the Word began to put some endurance on the inside of me. And the Word began to stir something up. Guys, can I tell you, when you invite God in and, and, and you get the Word of God on the inside of you, you tap into a supernatural power that can move heaven and earth on your behalf. I can't explain it. I don't try to explain it. I allow God to be God, and I do what the Word of God says. So I stayed in the Word of God. I read the Word of God, and the Word of God began to build this hope on the inside of me. When I say hope, I'm not talking about wishful thinking. What I'm saying is a confident expectation, confident that, you know what, God is still God. God has not forgotten about me. God is faithful, and even in this, in the midst of this, God will deliver me. That's hope. That's confidence in God. That's what God wants from us as we move forward in the days ahead. You understand, because we're living in the season of COVID-19, God hasn't stopped being God, right? That he still sits on the throne. That he still cares about what you're dealing with. You understand that? And I, I, I truly believe that we're getting ready to see some great and mighty things in the lives of everybody in here because God is going to show the world that he's still God. It's all about, do we want to be a part of that? Yes. Invite God in. Get the word of God in. So here I am. I'm staying in the word of God during that season of our life. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting it on the inside of me. And now, instead of seeing the rats, instead of seeing the scorpions, instead of, you know, complaining about where we were at, I was now on the inside of me was, man, God, you still have a plan and a purpose for my life. A plan to prosper me. Man, a, a, a future filled with hope. That was on the inside of me. God began to, to show me different things about what he was going to do in my life. And then one day, again, here's that supernatural power. On the inside of me, it was almost like God was leading me to do something. And so this idea came in my head. You know, during that time, we had a lot of people that had, had really been hard on us. You know, we made some mistakes. I, I'll be the first one to admit that. And we had people who, who jumped on and, and piled on and said, you, you screwed up your life. You, you, you'll, you'll never be able to buy a home or buy a, buy a vehicle. And you just messed up as your family. And, and you're supposed to be the head of your household. Who are you to you know, think that, that God would want to bless you? And, and so at first I was buying into that. But, but then a day came where I turned that off and I focused on what the word of God said. And then God kind of led me to do something. And so I picked up the phone that one day and I called the credit agencies. And I remember calling, she answered the phone, a real nice lady, and uh, I said, yes, ma'am, um, I, I wanted to, to have something on my credit report removed. 
And she said, you know, most certainly we can help you with that, Mr. Thompson. She goes, okay, so the item you're speaking of, is it on there in error? And I said, no, ma'am. And so she said, okay, is the amount incorrect? I said, no, ma'am. She said, okay, are the dates that are on there the wrong dates? I said, no, ma'am. So she said, let me get this straight. It's not on there in error. The amount's correct. The dates are correct. She said, Mr. Thompson, why do you want us to remove it? I said, I just, I just, I need it removed. I want it removed off my credit report. And she said, hold on. H have you ever been on the phone with someone and when they leave, you can kind of hear them in the background and you know they're talking about you? <laughs> and and I, 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 I promise you that somebody was laughing in the background. But after about a few minutes, she came back and she goes, okay, Mr. Thompson, we're going to review your file and we'll get back to you customary seven to ten business days, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, I hung up the phone and I thought, well, that was a waste of time. But I stayed in the Word of God. A couple of weeks passed by. I went to the mailbox. I got a mail out, saw something from the credit agency. Opened it up. And there was a letter. And it said, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Thompson, after reviewing your file, we have determined that there was an item on your credit report in error. And we have removed, and it showed the foreclosure. And so, you know, if you have any questions, please follow up and let us know. Guys, that doesn't happen. It was on me. I messed up. It doesn't happen. But God moves in that regard. Now, where was Derek at, at that time? Derek was full of faith. And so Derek said, you know what? I went to my wife. She goes, is it real? I said, well, let's go find out. She said, what do you mean? I said, let's go buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went out and we put down money on a, on a down payment and bought a brand new home. Why? Because God's faithful. God will move heaven and earth on your behalf if you'll trust him and remain hopeful and confident in him. You know, one of my favorite stories in scriptures is about the Shunammite woman. It's found in 2 Kings, and it's not on the screen. I'm just going to tell you. The Shunammite woman was someone who created a space in her home for the man of God whenever he came uh, that way. And because she created a space for the man of God, over time, he got it in her heart that he wanted to be a blessing to her in some way. So in the scriptures, it talks about Elisha. He calls in his servant. He says, what can we do for this woman? And, and the servant says, well, she doesn't have a child. And so Elisha calls her in, speaks over her and says, by this time next year, you will be blessed with a son. And sure enough, in scriptures, she's blessed with a son. So she gets the promise of what was spoken to her. Shortly thereafter, the, the scriptures go on and they talk about how uh, this boy was out in the field with his father. And, and while out there, he got sick, he got a headache, and so the father sent him back in. And when he went back into the home and, and sat with his mother, he died. Have you ever gone through life and a promise that's been spoken of you, a promise that you've had operating in your life? Have you ever had a promise die? The scriptures say that she took the promised child and placed him in the space that she had created for the man of God. Guys, do you know that in our lives, when a promise dies, when you lose your peace, when you find yourself struggling financially, you lose a job, you get a bad diagnosis, you're not to hold on to that. What you're to do is to take that and place it in the hands of the Lord. It didn't stop there. So then... She turned and everyone began to say, 
What's wrong? What's going on? How are you doing? Is everything okay? And she had a built-in response on the inside of her. She said, it is well. Her husband said, why are you going to find the man of God? She said, it is well. Everybody was asking, what's going on? She said, it was well. Guys, we have to have a built-in response on the inside of us. When life happens, because it's going to happen, we've got to have that built-in response. Something that I've learned from Pastor Allen and Miss Joy is this. The Lord is helping us. Anytime something happens to me and my family, I now say, the Lord is helping me. The Lord is helping us. Why? Because it's a built-in response, a response based on faith, a response that's based on hope, that no matter what the world brings against me, God's still God and he's still faithful. The Bible says that she went after the man of God and when she got to the man of God, she dropped down and she grabbed onto him and she said, I will not let go until you come back with me and resolve this. Guys, we've got to grab hold to the Lord. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter how long you've been dealing with it, we've got to grab hold of him and say, I will not let go, Lord, until this situation's turned around. And if you'll get that, that, that grit, if you'll get that mindset on the inside of you, you will see your promise again. Oh, man. Guys, how many of you want to see God's promises operating in your life? Well, I'm going to get you an opportunity to agree with that again. If you hold on to the Lord, you will see that promise again. You'll see that promise of provision where you're not going from paycheck to paycheck. You'll see that promise of divine health, long life. You'll see that promise of restoration in your family. You'll see the promise of peace in your life. Whatever it is, you'll see it again if you hold on to the Lord. You see, what happens is this. We're always looking around at other people. We're always looking around at, at who's got what and, and, and how things are going for this one and that one. And, and, and that's the biggest trap, guys, we could ever fall into. You know, I, I love to fish. I've only been deep sea fishing one time. I'm more of a bay fisherman. But I will never forget that deep sea fishing trip because my buddy who, who, who took me out on it, he told me, there's one thing you need to know, Derek, one thing. I said, what do you mean? He goes, there's just one thing. I said, fishing is fishing. He goes, no, this is a whole different ballgame. There's one thing you need to know. And I said, what's that? He said, somebody's going to lose their lunch today. I said, what? He goes, somebody's going to lose their lunch today. And he says, and when you hear it happening, don't turn and look. I said, man, get out of here. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been fishing for years. I'm, I'm good. He goes, trust me. He goes, if you hear Someone losing their lunch, stay focused on me. Don't look at anybody else. I was like, man, get out of here. So sure enough, we're out there, we're fishing, you know, and, and I had never been deep sea fishing. It was, it was exhilarating because we were actually going fishing for black, black tip shark. And, and so, I mean, it was like once the line hit the water, I mean, these sharks were going crazy. It was awesome, you know. And so here I am, I'm fishing, and I had already, already caught one shark, and they brought it in, and I'm down there fishing again. And then all of a sudden, out of my right ear, I remember hearing someone say, and I thought, what in the world? And I remember turning and looking, and then it was like everything went in slow motion. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, the guy on the far right ran and then just chunked it over the, the side of the ship. And then the next guy did the same thing, and then the next lady did the same thing, and the next guy, and I'm like, oh my God, it's headed toward me. <laughs> and, and the next person, and the next person, and the next person, and then, and then the person next to me, and then what do you think happened to me? I turned and I lost my lunch. 
Why? Because I didn't listen to my buddy. I got caught up in looking at everybody else. Guys, can I tell you, when life happens, we can't get caught up in looking at everybody else. Well, he lost his job. Well, she lost her job. Well, you know what? They lost their home. You know what? Their finances, they're struggling. You know what? Their marriage didn't make it. You know what? They're sick over here. Stop looking at everybody else. Keep your focus on the Lord. And if you'll focus on the Lord, he'll turn your situation around. God wants to bless you, but it all depends on you and me. He's still God, he's still faithful, and he's no respecter of persons. I want to show you this scripture real quick, or two scriptures real quick. The first one's in Psalm 42. It says, why are you, so, why are you in despair, O my soul, and why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him. For I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Hope in God, guys. Hope in God. If you ever get that feeling or that thought that you're all alone, you're not. His presence is with you. So be confident in him. And know this. God wants to do something new in your life. Sometimes we get in the trap. We fall into this thinking that, you know what? The past was better. We were better off not even getting to this point. We were better off... I've heard people say, I was, I was better off and better before I even knew the Lord. I didn't have all these attacks in my life. That's a lie. That is a lie. God wants to do something new and amazing in your life. But you've got to believe him. Here's a scripture here. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands. God can go and take that dark place and do something new in the midst of that dark place. Rivers in the desert. God wants to do that for you. He wants to do that for me. But we've got to allow him to do those things. We want to hope in God. I'm going to run off five things for you real quick that I think, uh, five benefits of placing our hope in God. And I believe that that, that God will, will do these things in your life. The very first thing is, is God will uh, give us new strength and renew our strength. Isaiah chapter 40 uh, says this in scripture. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. God wants to renew our strength this morning. He wants to, to make us strong in this, in this hour. The second thing that we can trust is, is God will be with us, and he'll cause us to experience rest in our lives. Exodus 33 says this, Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and I have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. God is with us, guys. Here, here, here help me. Help me this morning. Say, say God, is with me. God is with me. Say it again. Say, God is with me. He is with you guys, and, and he will give you rest. 
You see, sometimes we think we have to make things happen in our own strength, and that's not it at all. All we have to do is hope in the Lord, stand in faith, and trust God, and do what he says. You see, I've had this problem my entire life. I've had to have control of everything my entire life. And even now, my faith looks like this. All right, Lord, I'm going to give this to you. I'm trusting you, Lord. That was a good message Pastor Allen preached, so so I'm going to give this to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for for, for working on that. And then on Monday morning, Lord, it's taking too doggone long. Give me this back. (laughs) That's how our faith is sometimes. We've got to put our trust in the Lord and leave it there and trust him and tap into that endurance we were talking about. And if you'll do that, even in the midst of what you're dealing with, you'll have peace and you'll have rest. Why? Because he's with you. Number three, your path will grow brighter each day. Proverbs 4.18 says, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter to the full light of day. You'll get more and more clarity each and every day. There's no way in the world I could have come up with that concept of calling the credit agency on my own. But God did that. Not only that, God told me different things to do. And it was like every time I did what he told me to do, something else happened. During that time, I got very bitter and angry about a person in our church who, in my mind, played a part in us getting in that financial difficulty. In reading the scriptures, the Lord brought me to a passage and the Lord told me I needed to go and forgive that man that debt. And, and my, my relationship with the Lord is a little different. I mean, I talk to him like I'm talking to you now. And I remember read, reading the, the passage about uh, the, the, the young man being forgiven of the debt. And I remember as I was reading that, the concept dropped on the inside like you need to go forgive this guy. And I remember saying, I'm not forgiving him. He owes me some money. But how many of you know that when God speaks to you, you can't shake it? Got up the next day and it was like, you need to go forgive that guy. And I, and I remember driving to work, I'd be doggone if I forgive him. He owes me money. <laughs> and it just plagued me and plagued me. And so finally I became obedient and I went and I forgived, forgave the guy. And as soon as I forgave that guy, this opportunity presented itself in the company that I was working for. I didn't know that someone high up in this major corporation that I was working with had his eye on me from a very young age when I got into the company. And he came and gave me an opportunity with no experience to move to the Houston area. And he looked at me, sat me down, he goes, Derek, this is a promotional opportunity and title only. I'm not going to give you any money right now. And when he said it, I remember on the inside God saying, I'm in this. And I remember saying, all right, God, no money going to Houston. You're going to need to tell my wife. I'm not going to tell her that. And here's what God did. The same day this opportunity was presented to me, I got home that day. I opened the door and my wife took my briefcase. She said, I need you to sit down. I don't need you to say anything because God spoke to me today in prayer. And God said, he's getting ready to take us to a new place. He's getting ready to restore us. And he's going to do some new things in our life. God always confirms his word, people. We moved to Houston and within six weeks, remember this is a job a promotion and title only, God blessed us financially. He tripled our salary in six weeks because we were obedient to do what he said. That's why it's important for you to get in the word of God because when you get into the word of God, it takes the limits off of what God can do in your life. Can I challenge you this morning as we begin to wrap up? Take the limits off. 
Don't wait to 2021. Do it now. Make a decision today that you know what, God, I'm going to stay hopeful in spite of what I'm dealing with, in spite of what I see, because I know you, Lord, you're limitless in what you can do in my life. And if you'll do that, there's a scripture in Zephaniah that I want to share with you. I believe this, this scripture is for all of us. It says, the Lord your God is with you. Will you say it with me this morning? Say, God is with me. Let's say it again. Say, God is with me. One more time. God is with me. And it says his power gives you victory. Guys, you're not playing at a place of a disadvantage. You have an advantage. The Lord is with you, and he's going to lead you into victory in the days ahead. Can you agree with me with that this morning? Let's bow our heads this morning. You know, you may be here this morning, and you may feel like this is great, this, this, this is encouraging, but I don't even know the Lord for myself personally. Or maybe you're here this morning and you were all in at one time, but, but life's beat you up and you feel like, you feel like, you know what, I'm so far from the Lord, I couldn't even, I don't know where to start. This, minute, this morning, here in just a few minutes, we're going to give you the opportunity to make a decision to get you on the path to being right with God. So if either one of those areas touches you, you don't know the Lord, you've never known the Lord, or, or, or maybe you need to get back to, to serving him and making him a priority in your life. If either one of those fits you, I'm going to ask you with every eye closed, every head bowed this morning, I'm going to ask you if you'll just, by a show of faith, if you'll just raise your hand and say, today I'm ready to make a decision to go all in with the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see see those hands going up all over. Okay, you can put those hands down. Well, today, like we do every week, as a church family, we're going to make this confession together. So I'm going to ask everyone to join in, and, and let's all say it together. Say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior, and I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.